0: Action on Saturday when we welcome Cambridge United to the DW Stadium. I'm delighted to say I've got Jordan from Under the Abbey. Barry, it's a pleasure
1: to see you again. It's a pleasure to speak to you. It's sad that we're speaking to each other again. I thought you were up and gone and and back onto bigger things. But yeah, welcome back to League One. Let's hope you can be as uh, hospitable as you were last time we came to your place.
0: Awfully not. What a start Cambridge you have had. Absolutely superb. It's not bad, is it? I think if
1: you were to give it a school grade, I'd probably say, what, an A-? minus. You know, four wins out of the six. And of the two defeats, only one was a bad performance. That was Leighton Orient away. That was a bit of a stinker. And then the other defeat, we played really well. And actually, it turns out the team we lost to at the top of the league. And I think Stevenage will probably upset a few teams this year. Uh an incredible start. I I, I feel that it's probably just a continuation of a, a really good end to last season. I don't know how much you you all lot know about this but we did a bit of a great escape last season going down to the to the very last game and you know needed results to go our way which they did and yeah we we have a bit of a running joke as um as Cambridge fans that we seem to do well in the British summertime. So once the clock's change, that's when it goes wrong. So last year we we started well. There was a point where I think we went top for about 20 minutes during a game in September. Clock's changed. It all went downhill. They changed again in the spring and we went on this mad run and won something like seven out of the last nine and stayed up. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, let's hope that British summertime uh, myth continues because uh, I don't think with the clocks change before we come to you.
0: No, they don't, do they? They don't. Uh, October. <laughs> you lost a couple of players in in, uh, in the summer, Nibson and, and Smith. or I'd have thought it would be big misses for you, but you seem to have taken it in your stride. Have you have you recruited well?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, we lost quite a few Key players in the summer, Smith and Nibs being the being main ones, but we also you know lost uh, a few others. Our, our first choice goalkeeper went to to Scotland, and a, a few others. But yeah, I think I think Sam Smith scores goals, and and it's just so hard to find someone that that that, that gets returned. So he was always going to be a big loss, and and Harvey Nibs as a sort of attacker, his you know goal returns and goal involvements don't do him justice. He, he brings so much to to the game in terms of you know his turnover of the ball and winning back possession and and it's you know the the miles and the the yards that he runs in his pressing so both big both big losses but yeah on the whole i would say our recruitment over the summer has been pretty decent the strategy seems to echo what we did in january and the signings we brought in in january were sort of the the catalyst for us sort of pulling off that great escape uh and essentially that it's the profile of player that 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 the club have been looking for. They've been looking for tend to be a little bit older, sort of mid 20s and up, some of them in their 30s, uh, people like Ryan Bennett, but are players that have League One or higher experience. And I think for the first half of last season and the season before, we didn't really have very much of that at all in the squad. And what we've seen over the last couple of transfer windows is what you normally see after a promotion is that sort of general sort of, you know, changing of the guard and, and, and sort of moving away from the team that, you know, you trusted and, and got you promoted. So, yeah, uh, recruited really well in the summer. And, and I think the, the profile of player that we've brought in is, is is been key. So bringing in people like Sully Kaikai, who's got bags of league one and championship experience you know had may is coming on loan from ipswich has got sort of you know top end league one experience george thomas and and ryan bennett who i already mentioned they joined in january but they they signed up for for further years in the summer so yeah good a good summer for recruitment I will throw a slight caveat in there and and sort of, you know, lower the tone slightly uh, and say that whilst the recruitment has been good, there has been kind of a, an element of risk to it. You know, we're a small club in the division, small profile, small budget to attain and attract players with sort of higher league one or championship experience and, and the wages that they want. We've had to sort of roll the dice and, 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 you know, go with a few risks. So, the obvious name is is the guy we were talking about off of, off the call. We signed Jordan Cousins in the summer, but he's not the only player that we've signed that has played at this level or higher that has a bit of a track record with either injuries or hasn't been performing too well with their previous club. You know, Danny Andrew, our left back, has done years at Fleetwood, but but last year, if you speak to Fleetwood fans, they'd say he didn't perform. Likewise, Jack Stevens, our our new first choice goalkeeper, had a really good. League one stint with Oxford, but then the last couple of years sort of dropped off. So we've we've signed players that have either, you know, have a point to prove because their their form over the last seasons has been patchy, or we've signed players who have that injury record and probably aren't getting those higher offers. So, you know, Cousins is one, George Thomas is another. It's so far it's started well because the majority of those players have stayed fit and healthy, but the season is a is a long old slog and I think the worry that sort of hangs over used fans is is that, you know, once you start losing two or three of those, all of a sudden that experience drops out of the squad and and that's when
0: we might struggle. And talking about recruits as well, so somebody else with the Latics connections come in, Kevin Betzer. Do you think he's had any sort of impact?
1: Yeah, I do actually, Barry. It was an interesting one. At the, at the end of last season, you know, we pulled off this great escape but they had to kind of be a bit of a, a review of what happened. And our former assistant manager who'd been with Mark Bonner since Bonner started at the club, he unfortunately seemed to have copped the blame and, and and lost his job. And the statement that sort of came out at the time kind of implied that it was, you know, it was the club's decision to move him on rather than, you know, him sort of, uh, you know, resigning himself. So, yeah, the the role of sort of an assistant head coach type role that's that was sort of new in the summer as well and yeah it was really sort of pleasantly surprised by the by the person that we're able to appoint in I think Betsy's got an interesting career to date on the whole has a really good reputation and in terms of have we sort of noticed much from him being in the club I I think we I think we have I I think we are better in possession and and better at sort of retaining the ball and, and passing this year which it's kind of similar to, you know, the style of play that he likes to play, uh, or at least he did, you know, in his sort of solo management roles. So, yeah, started to see well, in my opinion, some some improvements with, with him being part of the
0: of the squad. I mean, you mentioned Mark Bonner three times there, and uh, I know he's, uh, he's a club legend at, at Cambridge and rightly so. Can he take you forward? Can he get you promoted? I don't think getting promoted
1: is on the cards, uh, so it's hard to answer that question. I think what the, the club wants is to continue to be sustainable and to sort of stay in this division and sort of ride the wave of being in this, in this division. And what I mean by that is, you know, our attendances are up, there's more sponsors and and businesses wanting to be involved with the club. And there's talk of redeveloping part of the ground, which we desperately need so we can, you know, get even more uh, attendances in. So I think he is the man to keep us, you know, for for sort of the, the not just the short term, but the midterm future sort of keeping us in this division, or even if we were to drop out of it, I think he would still be the person to to keep on board just because he is a Cambridge lad. He is a fan of the club. And I think he values the club's values, and I think he values sort of the health of the club more than sort of you know throwing money at at, at, at signings and players and and trying to chase sort of progressing up the division and and you know flirting with the playoffs and promotion. So yeah, I, I think he is the guy. Yeah, for 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 the long term, and it's such an odd one. I think he's been with. I think this is his third full season, and that makes him something like the sixth or seventh longest-serving manager in the football league, which is. Just seems crazy, doesn't it? Because three years has sort of flown by, um, but the work he's done has been nothing short of, of incredible for us. And there was a point last last year, last season, where a lot of us were questioning him. A lot of a lot of the fans were saying, "You know what? You've done brilliant, but perhaps now it's time to to move on and and let someone else try and keep us up." The club stuck by him, and it turned out to be you know the right thing to do. Admittedly came right down to the wire and we saved, stayed up by a whisker, but we stayed up nonetheless. And yeah, I, I think that in itself is just another great chapter to his already brilliant story of of, of with his connection to the club. And yeah, I, I just don't think it's something we would have seen many other teams in the Football League do, you know, stick by someone that went months without a win and, you know, returned very, very few points over sort of four or five months and d- dropped into the sort of bottom two.
0: Yeah, people inside the club though, have a better sight on what's going on, don't they? They understand the reasons why. I mean, we've been there before ourselves. We, we've managed mm-hmm. Roberto Martinez, springs to mind, and he ended up winning the FA Cup with us. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was great that we stuck with him. But I remember... Cambridge under John Beck and how uh, you've progressed through the, the leagues and you know so I, th- I think all clubs need to have this i am not say push no matter what but an ambition to do as well as possible mm. and that's what I was meaning I wasn't trying to be condescending or anything by talking about promotion but you look at Exeter tonight they're uh, up in the playoffs you know a smallish club as long as you, you've got the right blend in the club and obviously with Mark Bonner you've, you've got You've got the man, the, the blend, he, he knows the ingredients, doesn't he? No, you're absolutely right. Like every club should
1: have ambition and, and should have sort of grander visions. And I think for us, staying in this division does show ambition just because it's been you know, 20, 30 years since we've been here before. In that time, we've had all sorts go wrong on and off the field, poor ownership, selling our ground, dropping out of the Football League into the conference. So it's been quite a ride. So I think, yeah, I've, I think... Punching above our weight and staying in this division is is still an ambition is still quite an ambitious thing to do and I think the club has a lot of catching up to do before they could think about moving the ambition to sort of challenging higher up the division and 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 looking at the championship and the big one there barry is is the ground um I love the abbey it, you know it's got a lot of character, but it is also a ground that hasn't been touched for two three decades and desperately needs modernizing to attract um more fans and 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 new fans and yeah and i think only only once we get that in place and we've got sort of um new investors in the club who joins over the past couple of years who are keen to to invest in sort of redeveloping the ground i think until we we sort of catch up off the field i don't think we can look at sort of pushing you know, beyond sort of a, a top half finish in League One. And I think this year, I wouldn't I couldn't have ever imagined myself saying this before the season started, but I do think the this the division is weaker this year. So actually if if we were to to kick on and 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 aim for a higher finish, this would be the season to do it. And, you know, perhaps there is optimism that we we could, you know, finish sort of in the top half, which would be an incredible achievement
0: for us. Would you see yourselves finishing this season realistically? Do you think you've got a chance of of being comfortable? I mean, you mentioned about the clock's turning previously. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, do, yeah. You think, do you think once that happens, you know, the dark nights come in, you, you might have that slump again? I hope not. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think the fear is obviously, like we were saying before, that the, that the squad is kind of sort of on this knife edge. It's it's got the quality, but it is also quite small, and if sort of injuries hit. Then it could sort of start to, to cause issues. I do feel, given what we've seen in the first six games of the season, that not only will there, that there will be four worse teams than us in division. I think there'll be more than that. So even if we were to to lose a player or two, I, I am still confident that we will be more comfortable than last year, uh, which isn't 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 hard isn't too hard to to be. But yeah, feeling feeling bullish that you know this season might replicate the one before last where we were safe with a good few weeks to go. And and actually that would really help because I think the end of our season is really tough. I think we've got some difficult fixtures, so I wouldn't fancy us to do the great escape for a second season in, in succession, but yeah, feeling confident. I, I'm, you know, just looking at the table now, I, I know you shouldn't really pay too much attention until at least sort of 10 games in, but it is quite open and, you know, some of the better teams, in the division we've played, and and we've got results against. Um, beat Oxford on the opening day, for example, and yeah. So I, I'm I'm feeling confident that we we, yeah, we could be looking at sort of that that glorious kind of mid-table obscurity of like 14th, 15th. That would be lovely, Barry. Uh, that would be yeah. I mean, that, that's what I was <laughs> a really
0: for
1: a really boring 15th would would do me do me fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've I've been looking at uh, some players who. Played for both. I mean, it's something we've done on our podcast this uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, I was surprised to to see a couple of them, uh, and we've got Alex Revell and, and Jensen Weir, which I know have been connected to both clubs rather recently. But also, mm-hmm. John John Fyland. Now, I wasn't yeah. aware that John Filon sixty odd games he played for Cambridge.
1: Yeah, I think we were his first Cambridge. Uh, sorry, I think we were his first English club. I think he moved to the to, mm. yeah to England uh, to to play for us. Uh, he came at sort of like an interesting point in our sort of um, sort of our, our story. He was, I think he might've been in a Beck squad, but he wasn't a Beck starter. We had a, a goalkeeper called John Vaughan who was sort of the mainstay when we sort of went up, you know, sort of two three divisions in, in sec- consecutive years. But I think he was sort of part of that squad just post Beck. So we just, just missed out on that sort of inaugural prem and it started to sort of reality sort of started to catch up and, you know, little old Cambridge that didn't have the resources and the money, and slowly started dropping back down to to our more natural levels. But yeah, I remember I remember John Phelan. He was um, he was the goalkeeper when I first started going up Cambridge United. Actually, so yeah, got fond memories of him.
0: <laughs> One of the best keepers we've ever had. I and mean, we signed him in in the third tier, and he was definitely a Premier League plus player. So, he, absolute superb player. Looking ahead to Saturday, Jordan. What do you see as a as the results of the game? Can we? get a prediction out to your goal scores as well. Do you know what, Barry? We've either won or lost so far this season. So I would
1: be really happy to just see a draw. Um just just so we could get a little a little one in that draw column. Um I it's a hard one. A hard one to call this because we do have form of ending people's sort of poor sort of runs of form. And I know you you've lost the last two. Um so I think my head is telling me Wigan will probably edge this one maybe 2-1, but my heart says 1-1. One, one. Um, in terms of who's going to score for us, uh, a couple of names to sort of keep an eye on. Um, I think we, we tend to line up in a 4-5-1 formation and the solo striker tends to start as a Hadme, the, the guy we've got on loan from Ipswich. He's really dangerous in the air. Um, so he, he would be definitely a threat. Um, he's most likely to score goals for us. A lad called Jack Lancaster who plays in the number ten role, really bombs forward and, and sort of gets into that second striker sort of position. So fancy one of those to to get on the score sheet if if we do.
0: Well, thanks very much for joining us, Jordan. It's been an absolute pleasure once again. And uh, we'll catch you later in the season for the for the return. Hopefully it's British summertime still. <laughs>